Welcome back to Cross and Hoop. I'm your host, Hannah Soon, and we're live Monday night from San Francisco, back at it again with another episode of Hoop. But today ain't just any episode. I got a special guest with me, the man, the legend, Calvin Ng. He's my classmate, workout buddy. We go to the same church. He's a great friend. Calvin, give it up. What's up? What's up? <laughs> hey. First time doing anything like this, so I'm a, little, a little nervous. So, yeah. Now, nah, all good. All good. We're going to be talking all about the NBA today. So, um, yes, <clears throat> yep, excited. <clears throat> Segment one, NBA play-in. So, yesterday was the last day of the NBA regular season. Um, all the seedings of the regular season is determined, and the play-in starts tomorrow. But for those of you who are not familiar with the format of the play-in tournament, I'm just going to describe it a little here. So basically, the 7th to 10th seed of each is in the tournament, and the tournament has two rounds. The first round, the 7th seed plays against the 8th seed. And the ninth seed plays against the tenth seed. Of the seventh seed and the eighth seed matchup, they go to the playoffs as the seventh seed. They go to the second round of the play-in tournament. The winner between the ninth seed and the tenth seed matchup, they play the win. They play the loser between the seventh and the eighth seed, and the loser between the ninth seed and the tenth seed matchup, they're eliminated. And then uh, the second round is basically between, again, the loser between and the winner, the ninth seed and the tenth seed. Very confusing, I know. But right now, all four of those matchups for segment one. Are you ready, Calvin? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's get started. So, first, the East, okay? We're yeah. going to talk about, um, in my opinion, the least interesting matchup out of all four of them. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Hornets versus Pacers. What you got, Calvin? Who you got winning? Hornets versus Pacers? Um, I know, I know, like, what you've been saying. Like, I know, I know you think it's, like, the least, uh, the least entertaining matchup, but I don't know, man. Like Lamelo Ball, you got Lamelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Scary Terry, um, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges. How do you do? Um, and then on the other side, on the other side, you got an All Star, uh, Demontis Sabonis. Um, like which I I think like you know no one on the Hornets can really guard, right? And then yep. um, a healthy Karis LeVert. Mm. So, and, and like a decent supporting cast. So I don't really like, I don't really know. So like when it comes to this, I think the Hornets probably have the better end of the stick just because of Are you like, talent wise, ta- talent wise, 
potential. Um, they got like vets like Gordon Hayward, right? Bismack Biombo, like mm. you know. So both of them uh, have, I think, yeah. This this has been in like the, the playoffs, right? So yeah. Like, playoff experience, all that kind of stuff. Pacers, not gonna lie to you, don't really know much about them other than the <laughs> fact that Demontis Sabonis is an All Star. Yeah. And um, yeah, Kar- Karis Levert can go crazy at any given point. But for this one, I'm gonna have to give it to Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Wow. <clears throat> and I'm I'm just gonna hit on your last point real quick. The reason why I call this the probably the most boring out of the four matchups is because, like you said, we don't really know much about the Pacers. We hear about we hear about the Hornets. Like, yeah. You know, LaMelo Ball, Michael Jordan's team, sucks at drafting, finally probably made two great moves this offseason mm-hmm. with Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward and drafting LaMelo Ball. And, of course, they're a very, very young team, very exciting team to watch. You know, Airbnb, you know, their announcers go crazy every single <laughs> night, know. you know. know. Um, and, you know, they got a young star in the making, and LaMelo Ball, he's a basketball genius, passing, scoring, very creative. You have um, experienced players like Gordon Hayward, right? And you have two very explosive scorers, you know, Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. Those two guys can score at will. And I forgot about when, Devontae Graham, yeah. Yeah. But if you think about it, in the play-in game, right, one game, do or die, explosive scores are necessary, right? Maybe this is the one game where Devontae Graham goes for 40. And wins the game, right? But when we look at the teams, okay, when we look at the team in general, both teams are very similar in terms of defense. They're kind of both like nitpack. Um, Pacers are definitely better in the offense um, if you just look at the statistics. But here's the thing that the Pacers have that the Cornets don't really have. I think they have overall a much better team. You think about it, defense. Their defense they have TJ McConnell, who is like a fantasy steal. If you had, oh, if you got yes. him on fantasy yes. this year, you are lucky. That one game where he had what nine steals, ten steals. This uh-huh, guy can, uh-huh. this guy can slow down Lamelo Ball, right? Offense, you got Karis Levert, right? We saw him in the bubble last year. You need playmaking. You got Malcolm Brocken, right? He's got playoff experience too. You need All Star star power. You got the Monte Sabonis, six eleven. Right? No one can really stop him on the Hornets. Um, and then you have other solid pieces like Holidays, the Holiday Brothers, and uh, McDermott. Right? So I think, in just terms of depth, this is a definitely much deeper team. Yes, the Hornets got explosion. You know, they got young talent, they got some vet experience. But I think overall, the Pacers is a much better team, and I'll take the Pacers over the Hornets. But compared to the other three matchups, this one feels like the most, the least interesting. <laughs> I yeah, I, I somewhat agree. I somewhat agree. I'm only in it for Airbnb, right? And Airbnb. and Hasselblad Mellow. Yep. Oh, sorry about the background noise there. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on from this matchup. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. More entertaining matchups. Yes. Yep. Um, so the next one on the East Coast, 
Um, Wizards, Celtics. Um, do you want to start off first? Or I'll let you. I'll let you start off. I I, I answered the first last time. This one, I think, is the second best matchup. Of course, the the best matchup we all know what which one that is, you know. But this one, I think, is the second best playing matchup. Um, Wizards Celtics. I'm gonna say this: they're very two. Those two teams are very very closely matched. I think it's gonna be a super close game. It's gonna be a super fun game. I think Celtics is a much better team, and I'm I'm looking at this because it's a much deeper team. In terms of scoring and defense, you got Kemba Walker, you got Marcus Smart, you got Evan Fournier, you got a solid big man in Thice, you got Tristan Thompson still, and you got a vet point guard in Jeff Keith, right? And you have a much better coach and a much more playoff experience than Brad Stevens. Many people don't know this. The Celtics went to the last three the three of the last four Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics did oh. that, right? Oh, wow. So I think the Celtics is a much better team compared to the Wizards. Because the Wizards, let's be honest, besides Bradley Beal and West, Russell Westbrook, what, what do they really have to show, right? They're mm-hmm. a top-heavy team. Celtics, much better team. So in the playoff series, I will pick the Celtics. But here's the thing. This is a playing game. This is a do or die. This is one game. And in games like this, it's not about team, in my opinion. It's about stars. It's about who you have. And I think the Wizards have two of the most explosive stars in any given night in the NBA. Now, let's talk about Celtics first. Jason Tatum. Special. Special. Mm -hmm. I I had him on my fantasy team in his rookie year. He's already special. Now... He's even more special. 26.4 points per game. He had 20 games this season where he had 30-plus points. Four games where he had 40-plus points. 40-plus points per um, game. And he has, of course, career-high 53-point game and that 60-point game. Unstoppable, big place defense. And he might explode, right? But compared to the Wizards, you got Bradley Beal. Second leading scorer in the NBA, 31.3 points per game, 34 games where he scored 30 or more point games, eight games where he scored 40 or more points, and two games where he scored 50 or more points, including a 50-point game and a 60-point game. But now, here's the X factor. Here's the guy who's going to determine who wins this game, Russell Westbrook. And here's the reason why I say this. All right, all right. When he retires, Russell Westbrook is going to be the greatest statistic player ever. This season, 22 points per game, 38 triple-doubles. And it's not like 10 point, 10 rebound, 10 assist type of triple-double. He had 14 games where he had 15 or more rebounds. 14 games where he had 15 or more assists. And he averages... 1.7 1.7 offensive rebounds per game. So, and he's 6'3. He's a 6'3 point guard. That means basically every single game he wins his team two extra possessions just by grabbing those offensive rebounds. And usually those two rebounds are during clutch time. He grabs those during clutch time. 
So this guy, he might very well go off for a 30-20-20. Right? So I think when it all comes down to it, Bradley Beal, Russ, I will take them over the Celtics, even though the Celtics are a better team. Okay. 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 No disrespect to your uh to your take. Right. I feel like you made some very, like pretty valid points. But uh okay, before before I give my uh my take on it, let me just give you what I want to see. Right. <laughs> so what I want to see, which I think would make for a really good story, mm-hmm. is if the Wizards take the game, mm-hmm. right? And you you might already know why. Yeah. Because, like, you think about it. I actually, I actually did a little bit of research before this. All right? I came prepared. Um, yeah. They started the season 5-14. and 14. Yeah. Let that sink in. They started the season 5-14. and 14. I remember, two like... Oscars. Exactly, exactly. I remember watching like the um, beginning of the season every day, seeing like the House of Highlights, or not the House of Highlights, like the Bleacher Report, um, like scrolling through IG, and all that stuff. you know. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. So, like every day, L, 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 L. And then, like the few days that they win, Bradley mm-hmm. Beal had to go off for like 40, 50 points. All right. Yeah. So, I, I had like, like, I had pretty much no hope. Yeah, yeah, they had like a ten-game losing streak, I think, at some point. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I don't think I don't know if it was ten, but it was like uh-huh. a lot, a lot. Right? Yeah, it was. Like, a I lot. looked at um, I looked at their win loss for like the first few uh, like their games up until the end of January. Uh huh. They were they were pretty much on the bottom of the conference, right? And then to like to come back, to come back this like this. They, I think they won their, like, they were on a winning streak up until, like, the end of the regular season, I think yep. so, right? So, like, just seeing that, oh, man, I am, like, I am so, so excited. Like, I remember the beginning of the season, I thought to myself, and this might be, this might be terrible. This might be blasphemous, right? <laughs> but I thought to myself, Russell Westbrook is done. Oh, He's washed. Man. Yeah, I, oh, I like man. in my mind. In my mind, I was like, it was set in stone. Like, this guy cannot like play a team game. He cannot mm-hmm. lead a team. He cannot, let alone like bring a five and fourteen team into mm-hmm. like a chance for the playoffs. Right? Yeah. So for for them to do that, I really want to see them win, and I really want to see them like like. Bring that same momentum forward into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. With that being said, though, oh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with that being said, though, I am like even though Jalen Brown is pretty much out for like yeah, rest maybe like yeah, rest of the season, right? Jalen Brown is gone. I'm still I'm still riding with Jason riding with the seas. Riding I'm with riding seas. with the seas. Um. Yeah, like I forgot. I forgot what was what was their what was their slogan? It was like "see us, see us rise," right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm I'm a firm believer in Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is like, oh god, I don't really want to say this, but pretty much, like in clutch wise, the next Kobe Bryant. Oh. Okay? 
I'm telling hot you, man, take, this guy. <laughs> I, I don't want to be controversial, but like, dude, this guy, <laughs> this guy is something else, man. And like, I re- like, and then I think I take into account, you know, with all due respect, West, Russell Westbrook, all-time triple double leader, Bradley Beal second in the scoring title. Russell Westbrook, when he's cold, he is cold. 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 Right. Even okay. Even though, like, let's say you know he's been pretty consistent the last few games, mm-hmm. but this is like a completely different scenario. We've seen Russell Westbrook in the playoffs, right? We've we seen him do. last year with Houston in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if I can like sit here and like be a hundred percent sure that um, Russell Westbrook can bring that same type of intensity and passion, but I'm gonna have to ride with. The C's for this right. Yes, sir. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm gonna add a point. Um, respond to your point. Um, real quick before we move on to the next matchup. I agree with you that the lineup, that the team that I want to see win, is the Wizards, but for a different reason. Oh. If the Wizards win, they will be the seventh seed in the playoffs. That means they will play the second seed. Guess who oh. the second seed is? The Brooklyn Nets. And guess what that matchup will be? Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant. Who would not want to see that? I would love to see that for a first round matchup. I would love I to see that. I can't <laughs> <that, dude. laughs> But yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's actually that's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. So even for that reason alone, I'm riding the Wizards. I hope the Wizards win. <laughs> okay, but uh, also, all right. Before before we move on, though, like uh-huh. just like a quick thing about the the another reason I'm kind of like interested in this matchup. You think mm-hmm. about like, do you remember the history between the Celtics and the Wizards? Like, remember like, remind me, remind me. So. If I'm not mistaken, is a, this is around either 2016 or 2017 when, like, the Wizards and the Celtics had, like, beef. Like, I'm, t- I'm talking, like, they were pretty much considered rivals. This is Isaiah Thomas Celtics and John oh, Wall Wizards. Yeah. Dang, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. good old day. So, exactly, exactly. And that's why, like, I, I literally just realized this too, right? Celtics and Wizards playing for that seven and eight is it, it kind of reminds me of like you know like obviously it's like two completely new teams but this mm-hmm. is like just something to keep in mind like these two franchises these two organizations they've been like in these situations a lot mm-hmm. so if we get to see some kind of like you know back and forth I'm all for it man yeah I'm all for it. <laughs> I think they went to uh seven games in that series um uh, Back in one, IT one against. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, then, yeah, I, IT, IT had one hell of a season, but um, unfortunately, one. didn't mm-hmm. turn out like like yeah. I wanted it. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's all I had to say about that. Uh, moving on to the West, um, we got Spurs versus Grizzlies. What do you got? Oh, I actually okay. This one, believe it or not, was one of the hardest ones for me. 
So Ooh. Spurs Celtics. Okay, or not Spurs Celtics. Spurs Grizzlies. Right. Mm-hmm. So let me just start with the Spurs. Spurs before last year made it to the playoffs every single year for I think like what 15 20 years, years. 20, 20 yeah years. 20 years something like something something crazy yeah. like that, right but yeah um Spurs with Greg Popovich right all those like Greg Popovich the rest of the coaching staff the mentality they have in San, down in San Antonio it can like don't be surprised if like San Antonio all of a sudden becomes like like extremely good. I feel like mm-hmm. they're probably the dark horse in this play-in scenario. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. With that being said though, I also did a little bit of research on them and uh before the end of the regular season, they had a losing streak, right? And a pretty bad oh, losing man. streak too. But then to be fair, I think they played they played the Suns twice. Oh, the wow. Knicks once, and then and then the Nets, and I think okay they beat they beat Minnesota, and then um, I forgot I forgot who who they played for the last game, but they I think they lost that one too. Yeah, I'm not sure, but not sure. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, anyways, like they were on a pretty bad losing streak. I don't know how that will like affect you know their mentality going into this game. Probably won't even make that big of an impact if you really think about it, though, because this is the Spurs we're talking about. This is Greg Popovich we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mar DeRozan, DeJounte Murray, all those guys. So, um, yeah, the, that's that's my thoughts on the Spurs, right? And then you got the Grizzlies. Pr- like, pretty much the complete opposite heading mm-hmm. into the end of the regular season. On a winning streak, up until uh, they played the Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, pretty hot streak. John Morant. Jaron Jackson. Dylan Brooks. Oh, my gosh, dude. I I'm like, <laughs> that guy, man. You would not believe how happy I was when I when saw him. When you out. Yeah, when he fouled out, dude, that. <sighs> anyways, I've, I've never seen, like, anyone shut down Steph that badly for like pretty much this entire season mm-hmm. that like yeah. he he was actually like i i was i was damn near surprised mm-hmm. i was so surprised but yeah dylan brooks better watch out for him too yeah and with that being said though i'm still gonna have to go with memphis because memphis all right john morant jaron jackson dylan brooks again those three I feel like they already had, like, this is what? They're probably their second or third year playing with each other. Or second mm-hmm. year, right? Second year playing with each other. And I feel like their chemistry is already, like, pretty pretty decent enough for a playoff team, right? Mm-hmm. Their coaching staff is really good. Their supporting cast is is decent. But then, like, I'm just looking at strictly just wins, win losses, that all that. So when it comes to that, I'm gonna have to go with Memphis just because A, I like I really like John Morant. I feel mm-hmm. like he's he's like next. So um mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna go John Morant, Memphis Grizzlies. What about you? Wow. I really like all of your points. Um I think both teams are both teams are kind of 
limited in terms of their offense. You know, they don't really have a superstar on that team, mm-hmm. on either team. Um, so they don't, um, they don't really have specific scores on either team. Um, you know, no one like the Damian Lillards of the world or Steph Curry. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they're both teams are kind of handicapped in terms of offense. Grizzlies, though, are way better defensively. In terms of defensive rating, the Grizzlies are six in the NBA. The Spurs are 17th. And like you wow. said, you got wow. guys like Dylan Brooks, right, who effectively shut down Steph Curry as good as anyone I have seen since maybe Matthew Dellavedova in 2015. <laughs> right? Wow, you're funny. You're funny. <laughs> Even though Delhi didn't really do much either. Um and you, there's no shutting down Steph Curry. You can only slow him down, right? Um, and also, right, Grizzlies, not only Dylan Brooks, they got the – I call them the five J's. John ja Morant, one J. <laughs> JV, uh, Valachunas, second J. And Jaron Jackson Jr., three J's right there, five J's. Oh. <laughs> I call them the five J's. Right? Okay, okay. All three of those guys can attack the paint. All three of those guys can shoot from the three. These guys are really, really good. Um, I feel like this Grizzly teams, they're in that kind of that rare spot where they're like, you know, they're not like the top teams definitely, but they're, they're also not anywhere near the bottom teams. So they're in that middle spot. They get to around the nine seed, eight seed every single year. They're a pretty good team, decent. I'm going to have to go with the Spurs. And wow. – you talked about Pop, right? You talked about um, their young, young talent, the John T. Murray, um, Derek White, all those guys. I just got one one person for you, DeMar DeRozan. I know, I know this guy, hey, you know, he's the son of LeBron James along with the rest of Toronto. Um, he's old, <laughs> he's flawed, but yeah, yeah. he is still – a 22 points per game score, 50% from the field, and a hell of a closer and clutch shooter. He is among the top leaders in terms of fourth quarter um, points per game scoring. And I don't think this matchup, I don't think any either of those teams is going to blow the other team off the floor. I don't think either of those teams have enough scoring to blow the other team off the floor. I think it's going to come down to a close game and the clutchest player, the best player on the court is going to be DeMar DeRozan. He's going to bring them home. I, I, I respect that. I respect that. Like, I feel like I didn't give enough uh, credit to DeMar DeRozan when I was talking about the Spurs, but I really don't know. Like, as much as I want to agree with you, like, you know, the culture, the Spurs culture, DeMar DeRozan, like, like the type of assassin he is, right? Mm-hmm. That, that like, dribble pull-up, mid-range, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Or m- maybe it's like I haven't seen the Spurs enough. But mm-hmm. every time I've watched Memphis, pretty much they always seem like they had a chance to win the game. Like, yeah. whether it be, like, one of the toughest teams or not. Like, especially that one game against the Mavs where Luka somehow, you know, made that <laughs> loader three, whatever the hell you want to call it. 
they yeah. Were like they were in that game and they were like they were doing really well. And like the mm-hmm. way they I don't know, the way they play, it seems so like organized to me. Like it, it reminds me of like or actually like I don't I'm, I probably won't don't want to say that, but like they're like the way they play, they play with a lot of chemistry and they play mm-hmm. like knowing each other's like what each other what each other wants. You know what yeah. I mean? So they suffer and then like you know, just John Morant. Come on now, John, John Morant. Remind you of Westbrook. Remind yeah, exactly, Westbrook. exactly. So, I feel like just as good as Demar Derozan can be, I don't think he's gonna be able to stop that team. Right? Not just John Morant. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna be able to stop that team. I respect that. I respect that. All right, moving on. Last matchup, the one. The best one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to get started with this one. I'm so excited about this one. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Before I get into who I think will win, I'm just The NBA got what they wanted with this playing matchup. This is exactly yes, yes, yes. what they wanted. It does not get better than this. Are you kidding me? LeBron James versus Steph Curry in a one-game takes off like basically a one game playoff series it does not get better than this does not get better than this I agree. no i agree everyone in the world knows the lakers are overwhelming favorites right but then everyone everyone i know everyone in the back of the head thinks the warriors might actually beat the lakers right and probably besides everyone all the lakers fans of the world everyone hoping for the late for the Lakers to lose, right? Sir, <laughs> it is true. The Warriors do have a chance. It will be foolish to say that they don't have a chance. Think about it. Stephen Curry, leading scorer of the NBA, MVP caliber season. We do we need to list out his resume? Do we even need to go into it? I mean, like <laughs> thirty-two points per game. Shooting 48% from the field, 42% from the three-point line, 92% from the free-throw line, right? He's got seven games where he made 10 or more threes in the game this season. You know what? Six of them came in April and May. That's how hot he is right now. (laughs) He's got 11 games where he scored 40 or more points. He's got three games where he scored 50 or more points, including a 62-point game a 57-point game, and a 53-point game. So you want to talk about a player that you fear in the one game in terms of how explosive he can be? You fear Steph Curry because an end drop 14 threes on your head and drop 60 points and blow you off the floor. Steph Curry. Yeah, while there's like – Mm-hmm. Well, there's like four people guarding him too. Four right? people. That's why there's got four people guarding him. But it's not even just Steph Curry. They got shooters too, right? Like, of course, they don't have Clay Thompson, right, or anything like that. But they still got, you know, Kent Bazemore, right? Juan Toscano Anderson, right? Damian Lee, Jordan Poole. Even Andrew Wiggins is shooting pretty decently this year, right? And of course, you got Draymond Green still there, right? He's the facilitator of that team, and he's the leader on the defense. And guess what? That defense, 
fifth in the league. Fifth in the league in terms of defensive rating. So it's not like they're a bad team at all. Right? I don't think they're going to win. Let's talk about the Lakers. We don't, oh, need to, okay. we don't need to mention the fact that they're the defending champions. We don't need to mention the fact that they have, when healthy, two of the top five players in the league in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We don't need to mention the fact that they have the best defense in the NBA. The Warriors are fifth. Guess who's number one? Lakers. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to brush all of that aside. And let's just think about one thing that is very important in basketball that seems to be not that important anymore. Height and size. The Warriors on their rotation, who is 6'9 or taller right now. Of course, James Wiseman is hurt, so they only have one guy. Kavon Nooney, he's 6'9. The Lakers, they got six guys that's 6'9 or taller. Marcus Gasol, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, Markeith Morris, LeBron James. The Warriors, they have one guy on their rotation right now that is or more, Draymond Green. That's their heaviest player. Okay? The Lakers, they got eight guys that weighs 230 pounds or more. <laughs> Andre Drummond, who's 280 pounds. Marc Gasol, AD. LeBron's listed as 250, but he's probably 260, right? Marquise Morris, Montrez Harrell, Jared Dudley. Even six feet, four inches, THT. Taylor Horton Tucker. I know you love that guy, man. <laughs> he weighs more than Draymond Green. Let that sink in. He's 234 pounds. Six feet, four inches, THC is bigger than Draymond Green. I know size and height is like not that important in this league. But if you literally right now what's happening, it's basically the seniors playing the freshmen in the game of dodgeball. What is happening right now? That is how much bigger the Lakers are than the Warriors. And then you have LeBron James and AD who can get you 40 points a night. Easy. Any given night. You want to talk about explosions? We got explosive scores too, right? And we are so much deeper than the Warriors. We got Dennis Schroeder, right, playmaker. We got Montrez Harrell, right? No one wants to defend against Trez. He's got energy. He's going to put back the boards right you got Kuz he's a real when he gets hot he gets hot right you got drum who is gonna stop drum on that team on that Warriors team nobody he's gonna get 20 he's yeah. gonna get 20 rebounds tomorrow or on Wednesday right you got Case VP good shooter THT THT hey I love some I love me some THT on TNT right you got <laughs> Morris decent Right, still a good player. You got Caruso, right? You got Marcus Gasol. You got Wesley Matthew, Ben Mclemore. Very deep team. And here's my final point. Steph is amazing, right? But we saw how Steph was slowed down by um, Dylan Brooks last night. The Lakers have five guys that can slow down Steph Curry. They won't lock him up, but they can at least slow him down, 
right? We have Dennis Schroeder, Alex Caruso, Wesley Matthews, KCP, THT. All five of those guys played great defense. You can't say the same for the Warriors in terms of matching up to LeBron James. And Andre Maybe Draymond can try to slow them down. But you slow down one of those guys, who are you going to slow down? The other two. No one. You're not going to say you're going to put Kelly Uber on LeBron now. You're not going to say you're going to try to put Kavon Looney on Drummond now. <laughs> no. Unless Steph Curry goes for 50 points and 10 threes, the Lakers will beat the Warriors tomorrow. Well, okay, okay, all right. So I feel like I feel like that last part was kind of personal, but I'll just I'll let it go. I'll let it go. <laughs> but uh, anyways, okay, all right, all right. I won't I won't take away from anything you're saying because it, they're pretty valid points. Like I agree, all right? But but if you think about it though, no, I'm just playing. There's no, there's nothing to really think about. Um, so <laughs> the Lakers, okay, the Lakers. Let me tell you this. Obviously, I can't, I can't say like even though, even though as hard as I want to, as badly as I want to, for like for the um, for the Warriors to beat the Lakers, upset, all that kind of stuff, right? I really don't think that um, they're gonna somehow do it, right? Wait, uh, it's so okay. Anyways, difficulty. Yeah, we we back, we back. But yeah, I really don't think the Warriors are gonna beat the Lakers. But at the same time, despite everything, like you just threw at me, the <laughs> eighties of the world, LeBron, your semi semi homo love for THT. <laughs> um, Alex Caruso, Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, um, like all those guys, right? But I, I, I believe. <laughs> See, wow. what I have is like, like un, like unwavering faith in Steph Curry. I feel like any time Steph Curry is healthy and like. Been like and it has been consistently healthy, right? Every time that that has happened, in my mind, I feel like the Warriors can beat any team, and that includes half of the Brooklyn Nets. Half of the Brooklyn. <laughs> but, but, but like like seriously though, like I feel like any time Steph Curry is on the floor, healthy, active, like on on like able to play that day the warriors have a have a chance of winning a good chance probably not but mm-hmm. i still um, yeah as as much as like the facts the odds are against it i'm going to have to go with the warriors wow and and, and it's, it's, it has somewhat to do with like you know me being like just a diehard Warriors fan, but I don't like I I just can't like give a prediction of what's gonna happen and go against you know Steph Curry winning like I just can't I can't mm. so yeah yeah I, I'm I'm gonna go with that I'm gonna go with that 
Steph, like Man. even before even before giving this take, like I was still kind of conflicted. Like as I was talking, I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was trying to like convince myself which way I was gonna go, but Steph Curry. Steph Curry. So you're saying your only hope is Steph Curry. All right, all right, all right. That's not. It's not just my only hope. All right, we have a pretty good supporting cast. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Compared to the beginning of the season, I feel like just chemistry wise, talent has definitely developed. You look at JTA. Plus, mm-hmm. like there was like one game, his plus minus was like what twenty two, mm. right? JTA, you cannot deny his heart. Like Oakland native, all that kind of stuff. I love like I love his story, but we'll, we won't get into that. But like JTA, you got guys like Jordan Poole, right? Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole from um, what? Like he's on. I think he's still on a two-way contract. But like G League, I feel like the G League bubble was the best thing that ever happened to Jordan Poole because mm-hmm. I think before that, his confidence was not like was not where it needed to be, which is right now, right? Before, like and then after the bubble, he's like he was like he like dropped thirty point games, like mm. in the G League bubble, right? So after that, and then being able to like you know take shots that you know normally it would only be Steph taking. I see, like I I see hints of Steph in Jordan Poole. Like obviously he's not he's nowhere near like as good as you know Steph Curry. Like yeah, his even his potential I don't really know. But like, I feel like I feel like this guy can like. I think uh, he he even said he earned Steve Kerr's trust, and he earned my trust. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, yeah, Jordan Poole, you know, still got Draymond. We can't play a game without Draymond. I, I'm I'm as much as I say like Steph Curry is like super impactful for the Warriors. Draymond is equally, or maybe not equally, but like. Just as important, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, supporting cast. I feel like our defense can won't be able to completely stop the Lakers, but it can handle it enough for Steph to like go off. So, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with that. Before I respond, to that, I want to apologize for uh, the background noise in my bathroom. <laughs> I don't really hear much. I don't really hear much. I'm just gonna say this. When 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 a reporter asked um asked Draymond Green the other night, "Are your Warriors the We Believe Warriors?" He said, "We're not the We Believe Warriors. We have um effing Steph Curry, <laughs> right?" Yeah, but it sounds yeah. like you know talking to Warriors fans like you, you guys are the We Believe Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All your hope is on Steph Curry. As as again. You know they have shooters. I believe that. Yeah, they have um, they have Andrew Wiggins, pretty decent. I believe that. But in the end, when it comes down to it, are you gonna trust Kelly Oubre making a wide open three? Are you gonna trust Andrew Wiggins making a wide open three? The ball is gonna be on Steph Curry's hands. Your team's gonna rise or die on Steph Curry. And I wholeheartedly believe that. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, um, I still think you have no answer at all for LeBron, no answer at all for AD, no answer at all for Drummond, and definitely 
no answer at all for all three of them. So, again, uh, in my opinion, unless Steph Curry puts up a show for the ages, the Lakers should take this one easy. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all right, so that's it. That's all our breakdown for uh, the four matchups. Um, I, I, I'm just going to say, you know, uh, when these games are going to happen. Um, I hope you guys watch them. We're, both of us are definitely going to watch them. Um, you know, Wizards Celtics Tuesday, which is tomorrow at um, at uh, 9 p.m. on TNT. Uh, the Pacers home at 3.30 p.m. on TNT. And then we got the Spurs Grizzlies Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. ESPN. And then you got the show for the ages, Warriors Lakers. Can't wait. 7, 7 p.m. on ESPN. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, – we're going to be watching. All right? I hope you are too. Come right back with us for segment two. Welcome back to segment two. Are you, yeah, you on, Calvin? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. All right, all right. So, segment two, we back here. We're talking about... Um, we out here. Yeah, we out here. We out here. <laughs> but next question we're going to answer is, which team has better, has had the better success and will have uh, better success going into the playoffs? So... It's between the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. I'll let you. I'll let you answer first. All right. I know. I know. I know. The Suns missed ten straight playoffs for this year, and everyone knows that Chris Paul makes every single team he goes to better. And you, everyone's gonna say. Phoenix Suns is the better story this year. Here's why I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Oh, man. The team that has the bigger success story this year is actually the Utah Jazz. And here's the reason why I'm saying this. It's precisely because Chris Paul makes every team he goes to better that we should expect the Suns to be good. So it's not like they did something that, like, we completely can't imagine, right? Like, when Chris Paul went on, went to the OKC Thunder, right, who had a 0.5% chance to make the playoffs before the season started, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they were the fourth seed, right? That's, that's where Chris Paul is. That's where Chris Paul is, right? We know that. So, like, even this past offseason, before Chris Paul joined the Suns, right, before the season started, everyone was talking about it like, wow, they have Devin Booker. They just went 8-0 and in the bubble, right? They got a young core in DeAndre Ayton, um, Mikel Bridges, right, Cameron Johnson, all those good guys, right? And now you add Chris Paul, who can lead a team? That Suns team is going to be good. Everyone in the world knew the Suns team was going to be good. Right? Maybe no one expected them to be the second seed, but you know, we know they're going to be up there, right? And especially with this year, if you think about it, the Lakers are hurt. 
the Nuggets are hurt. The Clippers are on and off and hurt, right? PG, Kawhi, either load managing or injured, hurt, right? Um, the Blazers are hurt, right? All the top mm. teams in the West are hurt. So maybe you would expect the Suns to be up there, up there, right? But guess which team is actually at the very top? It's the Utah Jazz. The Jazz, they're always around, you know, third seat, fourth seat. They have been good every single year since uh, Quinn Snyder was the coach. They have two all-stars in Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert. They have an amazing supporting cast. This team is great, right? They have defense. They got it. Offense, they got it. Shooting, they got it. Um, penetrators, they got it. Playmakers, they got it. And the fact that in a very, very loaded Western Conference, right, they made it all the way to the very top. Having a 10-game winning streak during the, the middle of the season, I think the Utah Jazz is very successful this year. Um, even more surprisingly successful than the Phoenix Suns. Oh, man. Um, see, before this, I thought I had a for sure answer. Mm-hmm. But now, okay. All right, let me let me just break down my thoughts for you, real quick. Right. So Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns, they have Devin Booker. They have a young squad: Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, all those guys, right? But the like you said, the most important piece that they have, like which is like the reason they're succeeding this well, right? Is Chris Paul. Chris Paul, pretty much on every team he's ever been in, has gotten at least past the first round of the playoffs. Right? Right? You think mm-hmm. about like Houston Rockets, majority of his time with the Clippers, right? And then I'm pretty sure, wait, wait, okay. Remind me again. The Thunder won like the first round last year, right? No, the Rockets won. Oh, the, the Rockets Rock is- won. Okay, but anyways, anyways. Still, though, still, though, you think about, mm-hmm. okay, just how impactful of a player Chris Paul is, and you think, like, okay, he did he did what he did with OKC against all odds, basically willed them into the playoffs, right? You look at OKC mm-hmm. now, not even in <laughs> Lottery. the playoffs. Lottery. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you like, that, that, that in itself should even, like, should already add more to, like, how great Chris Paul is. And that's why, like, people even started talking about him as, like, an MVP candidate, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll get into that another time, right? Mm-hmm. So, you think of, you take that into consideration. You, and then, now let's shift away from Chris Paul. The Phoenix Suns. This, okay, a lot of people discredit this team last year in the bubble. Like, but you cannot deny what an incredible run that they had in the bubble. Sure, you can say like, oh, they had like that huge hiatus. They had a lot of rest, different uh, different scenario, dis- different situation, all that kind of stuff, right? But going into the season, I think the Phoenix Suns were the hottest team going into the true. season. Like ending their season with, I think it was like an eight-game win streak, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, in, the, in, the in the in the bubble, right? And they still did what they did. Go, 
this season adding Chris Paul. Think about that. I'm talking, even though, you know, Jazz, statistically, first seed, all that kind of stuff, right? I'm talking about displacement right now. I am talking about absolute value of the change. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much that is correct. But like, anyways, you think the Phoenix Suns going from like pretty much not even a playoff team, even though they should have been. I I I think so. Like, not a playoff team. All of a sudden, second seed in the Western Conference. Think about that. Huge jump. Like, it's an incredibly huge jump, right? And then Chris Paul undoubtedly is going to be clutch. He's going to be, like, he, he he's, like, probably one of the most consistent, like, playoff players ever. Like, if you think, like, I think, like, back, back in, like, either 2018 or 2019, where Chris Paul got hurt in the – okay, my, my memory's not that good. But he got, like, hurt either game five game or seven. Six. Yeah. Oh, game, game seven? Six. Game six, or, he didn't yeah. play game seven. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't play in game seven, right? I think that was one of the biggest reasons why the Warriors won that series. I'm they not were even going to lose. You. They were going to lose. This is the Kevin Durant Warriors. Kevin Durant Warriors. Kevin Durant Warriors. And Chris Paul almost ended it all right there for them. So, Crazy. yeah, you think about it, like, that's, that's just almost like you put that guy into this team and you get what you get. You get the second seed. Second seed. I, I feel like I'm repeating myself over and over. <laughs> but like second seed, right? And we think like, oh, in the beginning of the season, in the beginning of the season, right? We didn't know like, oh, how would Chris Paul fit with, um, like, how would Chris Paul fit with Devin Booker, like this young squad? But you think about it, a lot of people had their like, um, their doubts, but then. In the end, he pretty much gave like gave them not only talent, not only skill, but his veteran presence, right? Mm-hmm. His veteran presence, and I feel like that was the main driving factor to like get them to this high of success, and that's why like they have like that huge jump in success, right? Mm-hmm. Having said all that. I'll, I'll I'll let you, I'll go through my thoughts on the Jazz too. The Jazz last year, first round was it first round? It was first round first exit. Round right? exit. First, first round exit, right? But then okay. exit? Were they I think, yeah, first I think round exit. Yeah, first yeah. round exit. They went to game seven, I think, right? With with the Nuggets, they had a yeah, with the Nuggets, lead. and and they had yeah. a, they had a three one lead. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. But um, yeah, you think about that, right? Didn't really go out the way like we wanted them to. But going into the season, because of all that, you, like Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray gave us one hell of a show. They were going crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. Like they were just like going off. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that was probably other than like, like the play in just like the playing games. Cause all right, l- let me just go off on a tangent. Like, the playing games, I feel like, other than what LeBron says, right? I feel like the playing games are like the best thing that could ever happen for an NBA fan, because mm-hmm. like, like I think I told you last year too. The playing games to me 
are a lot more entertaining than, than the, the actual playoff series. Yeah. Right? Because it's, it's one game, winner takes it. NCAA vibe. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're playing in the 9-10 game, you lose, you're out. Yeah. If you win... And then if you win the 9-10 game and you lose the you lose against the loser of the you're seven, out. you're out. Right. Mm-hmm. So like there's so much pressure on like these teams. And I just love it so much as a fan because like you try to immerse yourself into like their minds and you're trying to think like, mm-hmm. oh, how are they like just handling this this much pressure, right? But yeah, having said all that, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell gave me that same excitement. As but for seven game. games, but for seven games, exactly yep. right. They did that for seven games, and like literally every game, you like I couldn't like I could not hold back the excitement to watch. Like, mm-hmm. if I was late to watching the game, I would have been so sad. Right, <laughs> no restroom breaks, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no restroom breaks. I'm talking like two liter soda bottle next to my desk. Right, yeah. so yeah. Anyways, anyways, like. Having said all that, they bounced back this season. First seed in the West. I did not, like, I thought they were at least going to be, like, top three seed. If you asked mm-hmm. me in the beginning of the season who would be, like, the top three seed, I would probably give you Lakers, Clippers, and then yeah. Jazz. And mm-hmm. then maybe, like, or Jazz and Nuggets. Jazz and Nuggets are, like, you know, interchangeable, mm-hmm. right? But I would have given you the Jazz. First seed. Let me let me bring the mic closer. <laughs> First seed in the West, right? Yep. Dude, and like, not only are they first seed in the West, they have so many names and so many talents that like last year we didn't even like look twice at. Right. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, first time All Star this year, right? Undoubtedly, like the leader of that team, the reason they're in the first seed right Mm -hmm. now, right? Rudy Gobert. We know they had, like, a little bit of drama during the (laughs) whole whole pandemic. We won't get into that, but, like, (laughs) we thought thought the Jazz were pretty much over. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you got guys like Mike Conley. Oh. Who you you could, like, say, you can give... An argument Over against his brother. He was he, too small. And, <laughs> but then exactly, that, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he's an all-star this year. He's an mm-hmm. all-star this year. Mm-hmm. People last year were telling him to retire. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah. that. And then like somehow, like I feel like he was probably like one of the best fits for this team ever. Because they needed mm-hmm. a point guard and they got what they had. Right. Ricky Rubio, eh, it's it's whatever. But like Mike Conley, another X Factor. Let me get, and let me get into the other ones. Boyan Bogdanovich. Oh, bogey. Joe Ingles. Oh. They have marks, like like in the words of Stephen Aces, marksmen. All right. Marks. <laughs> yeah, like they got insanely good shooters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can spot up from anywhere, and then you think the last. Uh, uh I guess. Tell me if I'm like missing anyone, but the last name I have, Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year, sixth man of the year, mm. pretty much most improved player of the year. 
mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right? Right? That's debatable. Coming <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely is debatable. Mm-hmm. But com- like he he's undoubtedly a starter. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly a starter. Mm-hmm. And to like for him to take that role as a six man and to thrive this well, like he is mm-hmm. pretty much at the peak of his career. He is in his prime, essentially, right? It doesn't get any better than this. So you yeah. combine all that talent, you combine all that like chemistry, like despite all like everything that's happened, first seed. Even though the like the Warriors beat them, but still first seed, <laughs> first seed in the West. Mm-hmm. And this is where I have my dilemma. As like I thought by saying this, I would know like what my what my uh, what my answer is. I really want to give them a tie. <laughs> oh wow! But but I'm okay. If I were to lean more towards one, I would still have to go with the Suns, mm-hmm. just because of the story. And like just how big of a jump that was, right? Yeah. As talented as the Utah Jazz are, the Phoenix Suns are equal, probably equally as talented. And mm-hmm. their story is just it, it's more appealing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like I went on for like too long, but <laughs> that, that's that's my thoughts on that. Well, uh, let's give a quick take before we leave today. Who do you think will go further in the playoffs? The Jazz or the Sun? You mean who will get like who will eventually lose to the Nets? <laughs> I would say um You you thinking those are the two teams that will get into the Western Conference Finals? Well, okay. If if I were to choose two teams that would get into the Western Conference Finals, I would go with the Suns and Jazz. Oh, Clippers wow. the, or like as you like to say, the Flippers. <laughs> I I've yet to see like Paul like Paul George do well like in the past few seasons. Mm. So I might have to hold on hold off. Pandemic on that. P. Pandemic <laughs> P, yep. Jamal Murray is out mm. pretty much like the entire playoffs. So I don't know how well the Nuggets will do. Mavs, Portland, you can you can give like some kind of argument for them but there's there's i don't think there's any way they're gonna get past the jazz and the suns i could be wrong though uh we might look at we might look back on this and like i might feel really stupid but are you are you forgetting the other team in la <laughs> the team that lives that the team that lives in the stadium the Le- flippers or... live in the basement but uh <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 i would take lebron's word like his own word for it okay lebron is not the same lebron that we had in the past few seasons this the lebron we have this season is not the same as the championship lakers lebron Mm -hmm. it's not the same as the 2016 finals lebron It's, it's not like the cleveland lebron right and then without lebron i'm sorry to say this but I think the Lakers are just the pretty much the 2015 New Orleans Pelicans, in my opinion. Like, okay, obviously a lot deeper than mm-hmm. the Pelicans, but all I really focus on is just it just mainly relies on AD. Whether he's healthy, 
and whether he's playing like consistently well. Um, so I, I really like in the beginning of the season, I would have counted the Lakers in. Not anymore. Not um, anymore. They they could win the play in game. I don't think they're gonna get any farther than that. I really don't oh, think wow. so. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna be bold. <laughs> wow. Some, some people some people might disagree. I know Zach agrees with me. But um, <laughs> we're we're gonna have to like ask him another time. But yeah, we're gonna need to come. We we need to get him on the show. He's the he's the is there is there he's the he's the president of uh the Association of LeBron haters. <laughs> yeah, dude, all the all the Skip Bayless followers. Oh, I call him Zach Bayless. I call him Zach, Zach Bayless. Bayless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, right, that's, um, a, that's a great take. That's a great take. Suns, yeah. Suns, Jazz, and the Western Conference Finals. Um, mm-hmm. And then, well, or, or, or like, okay, if I could say like one more thing mm-hmm. to say whoever wins that, I'm going to go with Chris Paul. I'm just going to go with Chris Paul. I, I, I really wow. want really to see that. Chris I, Paul I, in the finals. Yep, yep. I, Okay. I think that's well, gonna happen. This is the well, year. we're gonna re- revisit um playoff prediction uh <laughs> in the in the I think maybe maybe the Friday Friday episode or next Monday uh, episode. Yeah, probably. I think I think yeah. that's one. But yeah. yeah. Um, just want to say great show today. Thank you, Calvin. Hopped on. Um, we got some hot takes already, man. <laughs> in the Western Conference Final and CP do versus KB in the finals. Oh, wow. Can't wait. Well, Can't wait. Yep. That's it for today's uh, Cross and Hoop. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays as much as possible for Cross and Hoop throughout the whole playoffs. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be banner number 18. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, <sighs> been... <laughs> all right. All right. That's it for today. Tune in another day. Thank you. Peace.